0: this is the shift podcast today on the podcast it's money Monday morning and we have financial tips to help you get through the holidays Taz Rajan community engagement partner at Bromwich and Smith tells us how to give gifts without giving burden for example give a gift that doesn't cost more money be mindful about who you give gifts to so it doesn't stress them out when they receive it we get to know Yonah Budd. He's the host of At Your Best. It's a new show here on all of these channels. We learn more about how he hopes to help you live a better life, positive, motivational, and tackling mental health on his brand new show. It runs Saturday nights before the shift at all these cities. Plus, are you okay with doggy doors and emergency exit on airplanes? This is The Shift Podcast. Are you okay with
1: doggy doors? <laughs> what uh, a doggy door. That's funny. Why are you laughing? I have a great day. It's just a door. Oh, yeah. It's just a ra- <laughs> You just use a door. <laughs> that's funny. Imagine I, if I had, had a doggy door. That. Yeah. That would be half of your door. Maybe Literally three quarters. More. Because yeah.
0: her head's above the doorknob. So.
1: She's like half my height easily your dog when my dog um, sits on her butt and just sits there
0: her head is as high as the back of my couch and i have a recliner couch so it's a high back so yeah yeah
1: so tall, yeah that's not really necessary for you which is good you don't have to pay to install one yeah i, well, had, to take, I, feel like most. I had a table that was like a
0: like a, a old radio table height like dining room table yep. height and i had a bunch of whiskey glasses and stuff on it i had to take the glasses off because she would walk by, wagging her tail, and she would knock the glasses off.
1: Oh, That's gags. all she is now. Yeah, yeah she's a big dog, so yeah, she don't need a doggy door. I would say for the average dog owner, though, it's like a neat little novelty. Is it necessary? I honestly don't know. I've never owned a dog, so I'm, I'm not really qualified to answer this question. Yeah, BK? I think we should look into being 2022. We should look into changing the term, terminology of it. It's not just a doggy door. I mean, oh. cats could use it. Turtles could use it. Turtles. Right? Anything, Turtles. Yeah, oh. Your gerbils. Anything. Ferrets. Yeah, ferrets. Mm. No, anything God. of that children particular size. It's even small children even could use it. Well,
0: I think that, nope, not good. Runaways. Um, the only thing that really should go through the doggy door would be the dog. Um, maybe a, a kitty.
2: We're all right. Like the yeah, maybe a cat.
0: Yeah, um, an Nanaimo couple awoke in the middle of the night this weekend after a number of intruders broke into their home. Now they weren't cat burglars, and they didn't make their, uh, but they did make their entry through the doggy door, and they were not the doggos.
3: Jacqueline and Michael Kellum were woken up by their eight-year-old dog Molly. She started barking very frantically, like in a way we haven't actually heard her bark before. Jacqueline then left the bedroom to investigate, and there was a bear. Mama bear, right there, right in front of me. So I screamed bear and turned around to hightail it back into the bedroom. In a hurry, Michael called 911 and after a few minutes of silence, he left the bedroom to survey the damage before realizing the mama bear was still in the house. I could hear some very loud snuffling noises coming from our back hall. So I hightailed it back down to the bedroom. With police on their way, it wasn't long until the furry family made a quick and speedy escape out the same way they'd come in. No bears. Nothing. Except a big gaping hole where our pet door used to be. The unwanted guests with no intention to clean up after their short stay, claw marks on the couch, bags ripped open, fruits partially eaten and left discarded on the kitchen floor. BC conservation officers have now set up a bear trap near their home on the outskirts of Nanaimo.
0: So I was able to to cut the wood and leave. Kind of a beveled edge. So
3: While the Kellums taking extra protective measures. We are locking everything currently and will for the foreseeable future. Mm, good thing too, since this bear seems to have taken a liking to this little Nanaimo family, even coming back that same night to check in on them. Kamil Karamoli, Global News. Wow, I can't
0: imagine in the groggy state of in your unders or jammies, walking in on that. Conservation officers have set a live trap for the bears, and they'll come back to the house to assess if it needs to be moved. Officers are also asking residents to make sure their doors are locked, even the doggo doors.
1: <sighs> Bear just literally shoved itself through the door. Yeah. That's how badly he wanted to go into to that house and eat the food. Porridge. No, oh, yeah, probably myself, some porridge. Yeah. I'm, probably, so I'm probably I'm more just more. telling myself it
0: was porridge because then it makes sense. It does make sense. Yes. All right. Are you okay with... Sitting in the emergency row of an airplane? Uh,
1: yeah, of an airplane. Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I I think I the only thing I don't like is the kind of the offset window. You know, on most planes, it's kind of hard to actually look out the window if you're sitting in that seat, but you do get the extra leg room and uh, the chances of you having to actually use the door or i would say very slim pilots are good at their job and mm-hmm. planes are very safe so yeah i think it's uh, i think it's a good deal i think it's a good deal mhm okay um yeah a lot of legroom i've only ever done it once now this was on a flight from atlanta to dallas and they gave me this whole speech about what i was supposed to do in the event of a water landing which i thought oh, was funny. funny because the well, only how real long are we about to
4: get yeah i was
1: like <laughs> the only real attempt at a water landing would be the very very narrow mississippi river but uh you That's know interesting. we could give it a shot yeah should i reveal the secrets of the
0: emergency row because i fly all the time
1: i i i think you should or, or i don't yeah i don't know
0: if i want to give share this one with secret. the world
1: if you've got a book of I've a got, book of them then give me give I do one of
0: them. It's it the the emergency row, if you do it properly, can be the most magical of all the places. Now, they some airlines will tell you you're not allowed to sleep there. Now, I've never been told that, but I've heard people say it. Mm-hmm. So if you're looking for a little nap, nap nap y you, you might they might wake you up, which I don't think is a thing. I don't think they're actually gonna wake you up. Okay, so here's the secrets of the emergency row. This is my secret. I can't if anybody like anybody the shift heads goes and books my seat now. I be mad. Okay. Okay. I want you to enjoy your travel. No, I'm gonna do it. I gotta do it.
1: Wow. So gracious. The best so
0: seats on the airplane is the very first row behind okay assuming you're not sitting in premium. Right. The very first row behind premium has the same amount of legroom as the exit row. And it also has your table that comes out of the armrest. It doesn't come from the seat in front of you because there's usually only two seats depending on the plane. So if if you can get into that row, the very first economy row, you get all kinds of leg room and you get a different table. You also get off the plane quickly too at the end, which is nice. If you sit in the emergency rows, you board the plane before everybody else does. So you get the space to put your bags in the overhead compartments. In today's where you pay extra to, to book your bags... Many people bring way too much stuff, and then it fills the overhead compartments. And then they're like, well, there's no room. we got to check it, put it underneath. So then your bag's gone. So if you sit in an emergency row, you get to board before everybody else, you get overhead compartment space. If there are two emergency exit rows on an airplane, the first emergency exit row does not recline because you can't recline into the path of people who are exiting. Right. So don't ever sit in the first, if there's two of them, don't ever sit in the first emergency exit row. If you like to recline your seat, you do get the leg room. You don't get the recline in the second emergency exit row. It does recline and you get the leg room. So you get to pre-board, you get the leg room, you get the recline. And then you're usually towards the front of the plane anyway, you get off. So to me, the emergency exit row is the most magical of all the places. The second emergency exit row.
1: The second one. That's the that's the secret, eh? Okay. That's the
0: secret. Okay, I wrote it down. It's
1: going on Twitter in ten seconds. I'm just just kidding.
0: (laughs) Killing me. Now if I could afford it, I would just sit on the front all the time. Okay. Okay. Now, all kinds of things they say may happen. And in today's world you used to have to like grab the door and throw out the door, but now you basically just pop it and it goes away on its own. A woman on a flight to Columbus, Ohio, got out of her seat and tried to sit in the emergency row so she could open the door while they were in flight. Because Jesus told her to.
4: We know holiday travel can be a nightmare before the passengers aboard Southwest Airlines flight 192 on November
5: 26th. I just started hearing someone screaming help
4: very loudly. This was the sound they heard before chaos. Oh, Charnay says it happened around 30 minutes into her flight from Hoppy Airport to Columbus, Ohio. She was singing gospel songs really loud and was saying she's not worthy. Um, but I didn't know what was going on. According to court documents, this woman attempted to open a rear exit door on the airplane while 37,000 feet in the air, flight attendants and passengers worked to wrestle the woman to the ground. According to police, that's when the woman bit a person trying to restrain her on their thigh. It was a scary situation. The flight made an emergency landing in Little Rock, Arkansas. The woman was arrested and she told investigators, Jesus told her to open the plane door. Reports show she told them she had anxiety and became very anxious and normally would not have done anything like this. I was just glad that everyone made it safe.
0: That's NBC2, by the way. Documents said she left her home on Saturday without telling her husband and did not bring any luggage and she was traveling alone. She had not flown in a long time and could not recall the last time she had flown. She's facing assault charges for the... um, chunk taken out of somebody's leg. Yep. Now, just to be clear, Jesus mostly just tells you good things and uh, not to jump out of an airplane at 37,000 feet. Yeah. Now, I'm not like a, a, a mega Christian Bible expert, but my history says that Jesus is more along the long lines of be nice to people maybe help that person move their bag or get their bag down from the overhead compartment or share the elbow rest with the other guy. You know, move out of the way so your partner next to you can get up and go use the lavatory at the back of the airplane. That's more of a Jesus thing, not suck the air out of the plane so we all die, just to be clear. (laughs) Talk about Jesus, take the wheel. Well, no kidding. I mean, you know, if you're going to be the kind of person that lives a life that all kinds of people write in books about, and two thousand years later, they still talk about you. You probably were a pretty cool dude who didn't uh, didn't try to crash airplanes. Just saying, <laughs> like you had a good rep. Are you okay with the World Cup?
1: Yeah, so far so good. Lots of shockers and surprising upsets, which is cool. Like teams like Japan and South Korea moving on and. Uh, It's been interesting to watch. Politics have definitely calmed down. But all in all, it's been like an interesting and entertaining experience, I'd say.
0: BK football for you?
1: Oh, no, I don't give a crap. Good for you. Thank you.
0: Qatar is hosting the World Cup right now. And despite getting throttled in the competition, the Qataris, home team, have something to celebrate. It has nothing to do with camels.
2: 55, all right, you know, they say beauty is in the eye of the beholder, so maybe Mm -hmm. you should behold this. Camels in a beauty contest. (laughs) It sounds natural, doesn't it? Yeah. This is in Qatar, which, as you know, is hosting the World Cup right now. So while they're on the pitch trying to kick the ball around and score and whatnot, well, these camels are competing for a tournament of their own and a trophy. The camels were paraded in front of an audience, although I can't seem to find it maybe the audience is just the desert. <laughs> they were judged in different categories. We're still waiting to see Dang. which camel won we believe it's number six
5: number six yes
2: that's the one with the extra I smile did.
3: that's a typo
1: I'm pretty sure that story has everything
0: to
2: everything do with
1: camels, to do right. with camels. yeah I probably should have said <laughs> nothing to do with soccer all right yeah uh, I can. Spoiler alert in my own, are you okay? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's from 8 News Now, by the way.
0: There is a winner of the Camel Beauty Contest. Her name is Naza. And her owner was very excited to be the winner. He won 200,000 Qatari Reels. About $75,000. Saudi Arabian Mohana Ibrahim Al-Anazi, who also won the bronze, said, I can't describe my feelings because this female has an audience like the audience of the World Cup, like Real Madrid or Manchester United, and now they're all celebrating. Before competing in the prestigious event, camels are examined by a medical committee that uses x-rays to avoid fraud... (laughs) And check that the animals have not had any surgical enhancements. Uh that happened because last year forty-three camels were disqualified for using Botox.
1: Oh Oh, my god. It was very pretty, guys. It was a very pretty field, right?
0: Yeah. Oh my God. I can't even imagine um that. But you know what? It is a different country. They have different animals. Maybe we have like you know, maybe we would have like a, a beaver contest.
1: No, it sounds like the adult. Nope, no nope. It sounds like the kind of thing we would do at the Calgary Stampede, but with horses. So I, yeah, the Botox and I, thing is pretty wild though.
0: Well, let's be honest here in the Western world, people will put on white t-shirts and get themselves all wet and try to win 50 bucks in a bar tab. Who are we to judge pretty camel?
1: Yeah, there you go. Well yeah. said. All right. All right. <laughs> This is The Shift Podcast.
0: It's officially December. It's officially Christmas season. We can say that. Merry Christmas, Taz.
5: Merry Christmas, Shane.
0: Taz Rajan is here. She's with Bromwich and Smith. They do uh, money and debt and all those things. You can look them up. And Taz and well and the gang over at Bromwich, they want us to um, they want us to be able to learn about money. And this is one of the things here on the shift that you've been very clear to me that you want to learn. I need to learn this. My last 12 months have been probably my steepest financial learning curve. Of my life and that shouldn't happen just before we get to 50 but uh, it does in today's world so why not kick that can down the road and learn a little bit more I've done okay for Christmas shopping so far most of the heavy weight is done and that's good and I, I went overboard by a few hundred bucks only a couple hundred so I've got to clean that up but it's a lot better to clean it up now than it is after Christmas all those things so not taz i didn't get free and clear on it i did overspend i screwed it up a little bit but i am in way better shape from the last time we talked about getting things done early than in previous years when it was you know those last few days before christmas and you're sweating and you're like oh my god i can't afford this what am i gonna do and i got nothing
5: Kudos to you. I like, I literally just heard you say you actually had a Christmas budget. Like for you to know mm-hmm. you're a couple hundred dollars over means yeah. that you did. One of the things that we highly, highly recommend is to actually set a budget for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Then at least you know whether you went over. And by the way, who says you shouldn't experience those things when you're getting close to 50? I mean, Let's, yeah. let's not shit all over ourselves, okay? Well, that's
0: true. But I think that I just, like, I would love it if the kids learned it in school. I would love it yeah. if that somebody, like, I would love it if when I was in school, someone said to me, hey, by the way, 99% of your life is going to be managing money. And if you can learn how to manage the money, then you will create all the time for all the emotional connection time, human time, everything that you need. Just have like some sort of daily ritual, weekly ritual to know how much money's there. Nobody ever told me that.
5: Oh my gosh. And I just, I feel like it makes us a better person. Like I, you know, I've talked about this openly. I've struggled with debt. I went through my own bankruptcy um, and being in a place now where I, you know, that I do have credit cards. I pay them off every month. You know, we were talking about vehicles earlier. I was able to buy my vehicle outright cash. Like I just, I'm a totally different human being. My attitude is different. The way yeah. that I can, the things I can say yes to now that we're like, such a heavy weight in the past you're right you know if we learn to just get that squared away at an early age but even now i like as i say it's never ever ever too late just let's start tackling it today and it feels so overwhelming by the time we do get into our you know 30s and 40s and maybe into our 50s that's okay let's get a little help with it let's you know maybe have an accountability partner it's okay but just i just feel like you get to live your true self and really savor life once you can get that taken care of
0: i have never enjoyed my sour cream glazed donut as much as i do which i only get like one every maybe six weeks eight weeks and um but when i can go there and i buy it because i'm like you know what i'm gonna have a donut today is a lot different experience than some sort of emotional eating oh my god give me a donut right some sort of uh, coping thing, which is I'm guilty of. And I, I, that's a thing for me. And I know I'm not the only one with that. Okay. Taz, on that. Christmas yes. gifts, yes. giving gifts uh, can be fun. There are, but we can be aware of the kinds of gifts we give to people that help them or hurt them. Being aware of our friend's financial state is incredibly important. And there are a couple here that I think are really curious to think of. Mm-hmm. and um, and I'm going to add one to this when we get through it that I think we need to be uh, very cautious of, too. So let's get started. Uh, gifts that cost us money. Gifts that give other people debt, and this is worth noting because, you know, if you give somebody a lotto ticket, put it in, you know, Santa's helper in the stocking, that's fine, that's great. What a nice little gift, a little bit of luck of the draw, whatever, you know, you probably could have connection time, coffee, tea, and do that differently, But okay why not but if you're going to give something that's going to end up costing them money down the road then that's something we should be aware of especially when we're giving to other people what do you got
5: oh my god and honestly we don't even this is me like this the first one i want to talk about is the experience gift and this is totally me especially over the last few years i've been very like who needs more stuff i don't want to put money in stuff i want to give people experiences and honestly, this is an eye-opener for me. So, uh, like, one example, simple, simple example. You give someone hockey passes or hockey tickets, okay? Yeah, like
0: flame tickets or something or Canucks Amazing.
5: tickets. Amazing. Like, I would right? be thrilled to get that. Okay, so they've got the tickets to the game. Right. Now, you got to pay for parking.
0: Mm-hmm.
5: You're going to eat something when you get mm-hmm. there. you got to have some food and drink.
0: Nachos with cheese, actually, with a little bit of salsa, but probably double cheese.
5: Oh, yeah. the ice cream. We just had ice cream at the hockey game the other day. But, right, there's those costs. So, parking, food and drinks. Yeah. Maybe you're going with your kid, and the kid's like, I want a Canucks jersey because we're going to the Canucks game or whatever that is. So, now you've got, like souvenirs, you think of any any sort of an experience gift, amusement park, like um the zoo or a museum or something like that. Yes, you're giving them that experience, but are there other added costs that you know might prohibit them from going, or is kind of like, you know, I, I don't have the I would normally not have the budget to go to a hockey game. Now I've got these tickets and I feel like I gotta go. And I got to fork out the money for parking and some of these other things.
0: That's a destination event typically, right? If you give someone like a pass to a science center or a museum, they can go when they can go. If you give somebody to a, a theater show or a hockey game, that's usually a one night only event. And so now you've put them in a corner of, Either I'm going to give these away and I can't go myself, or I'm going to put myself in a bit of a pickle because there are additional costs associated with that one.
5: Exactly. So- and it's not to say not to do it. I, you know, definitely none of this is meant to be doom and gloom. I, I, Let's have fun at Christmas. Let's be generous. But I'm just saying, let's be mindful of that. So maybe if you do the hockey tickets, maybe you figure out how much parking is and kind of, you know, throw in a, a little extra cash for that or something as well. Mm-hmm. I, I don't necessarily have the answer to that. I just kind of wanted to draw attention to I love it. let's just be mindful of what we're giving and what are the implications of that?
0: Well, and who we're giving it to, right? I mean, you can have the best Leafs fan friend ever and say, you know what? Hey, I got Steve Leafs tickets. But if Steve can't afford to get on the go train and get downtown and get to the event and do all the things and do all that, then you, you, it actually might not be gift giving in the spirit of what you're trying to do. So that that's absolutely important for us to note here and that's really all this is we're not saying don't do it um what else do you have on the list of things we need to be aware of
5: okay pets Mm. pets are another really popular gift especially within families like maybe it's not something that you give to your friend but you know oftentimes to our significant other or to our children we're like let's get them a pet and please please hear my heart. Pets are lovely. They bring so much joy and happiness. I am not a pet hater. We have a pet in our home, so don't hear what I'm not saying. However, with a pet literally comes like lifelong expenses. It's not even a one and done. Like you think about like, okay, initially, so you've got the food and the water and the toys and the leash and da 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 right um you've got vet bills you've got maybe pet insurance you've got you know uh, maybe puppy daycare i mean like Mm. the list can go on and on and on and on and on average canadians are spending like over three thousand almost four thousand dollars a year on their pets wow it's a big ticket item it's
0: it's like you saw my uh my great dane food bill (laughs) um the uh Which was huge, by the way, this month. Okay, so I mean that's worth noting too. I, I always add in, because I travel a lot, boarding, if you want to go on vacation, summer vacations, holidays, stuff like that, sometimes you have to board the pet or at least get help from a friend. And that would be great if you can get help from a friend, not always available. And then, of course, there is things like with my my house hippo here, she <laughs> she tends to um, she tends to break stuff with her big fat butt. Right, right. She swings her butt around. She gets excited. Next thing you know, she's knocking stuff over. So now I'm patching walls. I'm right. There's all kinds of other things Chewing that come on that your too.
5: furniture or whatnot. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Okay. So these are these are things. Now, again, this is not about do or don't do. This is just things to think of when you're giving to a specific person because we don't want to give the gift of debt. Subscriptions This is another one That um, I That's a a big one And if I Let's rewind back in time Like 10 years 15 years Satellite radio Yeah Satellite radio Was a great gift It used to give to people Right You'd be like Hey here's your little radio You put it in your car It plugs into the lighter And you can It goes to your FM And then you can listen To the satellite radio All the time So you buy them the radio And it comes with Six months of free service Well They have to pay For that afterwards And we can't give The gift of commitment (laughs) To something else um, in in times like this. Now that's an old look on what it is. Video games today have an awful lot of that hidden in there. And we need to talk about that because I'm a big fan of giving the people the games and stuff they want, but we need to educate ourselves that, Hey, by the way, little, little Steven here is going to have to pay 30 bucks a month after this.
5: Exactly. And so this is all about just helping us uncover some of the other hidden costs. Like I think our heart is in the right place when we're thinking of giving a gift of experience or a pet or, you know, these gaming gifts. It's just, we've got to think about the other pieces that will come with it and just be mindful of it. And unfortunately, most of our friends aren't sharing with us what their financial situation is. So it's really up to us to be, a little bit mindful of that like maybe you throw in you know the gift receipt so they can rich ret- i mean you can't return the puppy i don't think but you know maybe you can return one of those items and get get your money back if you can't afford the other things but gaming there's so many other little things i know i just did this a few years ago for my niece um got her this va virtual reality thing i don't even know what it- i don't even understand this terminology it was like cool <laughs> she's 12 she's probably going to love it okay well depending on what gaming thing you give to to these children, they may need a new console, they may need to get new games, there may need, you know, controllers. Like uh, oftentimes, when you buy the the unit, it doesn't come with these other. So you mm-hmm. give someone, you know, a Nintendo Switch, but there's no game. So they've got to buy at, at least one game, or else what are, what are they doing with it, right? right? Um, there may be subscriptions. There may be, you know, maybe you have to um upgrade your memory or your Wi-Fi. Or I mean, there is. There's countless things that come with these gaming devices. So again, just being mindful, um, you know, if your budget allows, then maybe you can get the whole package deal and kind of be like, here is everything. So you don't Mm -hmm. have to worry, but you've got to be mindful of your budget there as well. Right. So just again, hidden costs of these amazing gift ideas. Partner
0: up, partner up with someone else in the family that can give the game when you give the console or whatever right. it is that you give. Um, subscriptions is a big one in video games today because you, in order to unlock things, you pay extra. You know right. the V Bucks um, in all things, right? You don't, you know, you you spend for vanity. They buy for vanity now, so they can look a certain way online. Yes. And then, um, and then the subscriptions ongoing in order to have access to more games and stuff down the road. So these are all things that again being aware of don't give the gift of debt when we're giving uh, away gifts. Okay. Now I've want to add on for yeah. this as well. When we give gift cards, we need to be very aware of where we give gift cards to. Right. Now, if you give a gift card to a mall, if that's their favorite mall and there's a bunch of stores there that they frequent, that can be pretty handy, but that doesn't translate to anywhere else. But if uh, some of the mall chains, some right. of them translate to other malls in the chain, that can be handy. Um, there is a reason, and this is my business head coming into here. There's a reason why restaurants give away gift cards all the time. Right. They do it as incentives. Statistically speaking, gift cards are a win because of the fact that most people will overspend their gift card, right? The psychology behind it is very simple. I have a $25 gift card. Oh, cool. Well, I will buy, you know, a $20 item and then I can get myself a drink and then it's only going to cost me 10 bucks to go today, which works. I mean, it's awesome. You've given yourself someone the gift of a $10 night out, but for everybody that also doesn't fit. So be careful when you give out a $25, you know, gift card to a restaurant and but if you go like Boston Pizza, they're everywhere, so people have access to those. But maybe it's not as you know, not as easy to get into some of those smaller ones, local ones, that are there. These things matter as well when we give that away.
5: Yeah, yeah, it's such a slippery slope because I know me if I had that twenty five dollar, I know I know exactly how my mind works. I'm not going to look for a twenty five dollar item. I'm going to go well. My $100 item is now 75 bucks. score. And maybe $100 exactly. wasn't even in my budget, right? I think a really great gift card idea this year, though, would be they, they sell gas gift cards and mm-hmm. grocery store gift cards. And I think those, whatever the dollar amount is, that's going to go a long way. If we look at where we're at right now with inflation, shrinkflation, interest rates going up. I mean, I was on a segment earlier. We were kind of talking about different Christmas gifts as well and the idea of homemade gifts. Well, if you're a baker and your gift for people normally is that you do baking, the cost of your baking has significantly gone up, maybe like 20%, right? Mm -hmm. So that little make-at-home gift even, that's costing you more. So I think grocery store and gas station gift cards could be really, really great. But yes, you're right. There's a reason people give away gift cards because they're expecting you to spend more than what's on that gift card. So again... You know, are you giving the gift sort of of debt, or or getting someone in further, or are you actually giving something to someone that they can they can use, and they're going to benefit from, and it's actually going to save them money.
0: Right, and I I this is not the prettiest of the gifts, but I got to tell you, it goes a million miles, and it's the Walmart gift card.
5: Totally, it's it, a gift. It's of not pretty, and necessity <laughs> in some ways, like you're probably shopping there anyways to grab your toiletries or your groceries or whatever that is. Mm-hmm. You're right. It goes a long way. And I think like when we're giving those, the, the grocery store, the Walmart, the the gas station ones, honestly, like even if it was $10 or $20 or whatever, whatever's in your budget, I feel like that is something that is going to be so appreciated. And it's not that they're going to have to put extra money in. It's money that they were going to spend anyways. And they're saving that 10 bucks. 10 bucks is 10 bucks. I'll take it on my gas tank. Absolutely. Yeah. All day, any day. I will take it. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's fascinating. Um, It's so incredibly important to do now that being said being creative in all this is super fun too and if you know the person that what they want what they love then you know this is not like a finger point ah bad ideas uh just things to think about right like you'd hate to give that burden to someone else and make them feel crappy that they can't use it i mean imagine if you gave away winnipeg jets tickets and you're like hey man you're the biggest jets fan around and then then they just feel like they can't go that would really suck for them too. right? they're not going to
5: tell you, they're not going to say anything. They're going to be so appreciative, so grateful, so thankful. And then like six months down the road, when you're like, hey, how'd you enjoy the game? They're going to feel like, crap yeah. that they actually yeah. would have right. loved it but yeah. couldn't go
0: it's right? unfair it's a it's an unfair place um this is fascinating stuff things to think of i'm i'm particularly excited um i can tell you this one thing that i'm trying this year and i don't even know if it's going to work out yet because it starts this weekend um is that the i've bought some damaged items okay um and they were just like on clearance right they're the ones like so one one's like a, a charcuterie board yeah yeah it's damaged. Super famous. Yeah, and it was, like, it was like a couple of bucks. And I've always enjoyed... Uh, I mean, I was an apprentice carpenter for a while. I was never very good at it, but um, not long enough to be good at it. But I've always enjoyed it. It's on my bucket list of things. I'm like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to try... It was like a couple of bucks to buy the banged right. up board. I'm going to try and sand it down and I'm going to re-oil it and I'm going to fix it and I'm going to give it as a gift. And so for me, that's everything that I have in the house for a couple of bucks. And if it works out, it's going to present itself as a very handsome gift mm-hmm. for somebody who gets it.
5: Yeah. just as an idea. I love that. So, you know, that some of the things that, you know, we were kind of tossing around as well, right, is getting on marketplace, thrift stores. Honestly, you can find some incredible things at the thrift store that you can repurpose. I love this idea. If you're at all, you know, maybe you're good at sewing, maybe you're good at just basic, you don't have to be a carpenter, but I mean, maybe you're good at just some basic, you know, those sorts of skills. And I think honestly, one of the best gifts we can give is the gift of time. Honestly, like to me, that's, that's the resource that, it's almost more valuable than money is our time. Our time is so valuable and we're being pulled in so many different ways. And, you know, we can say going out for a meal, but that still has a cost to it. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just, you know, a walk in the park or going skating at a free park or, you know, just have people, you know, maybe with your kids, you're just building forts and playing the games that you already have. But it just, especially after the two years of not being able to gather, not being able to see each other, not being able to just be close and hug each other. I feel like that gift of time and closeness and intimacy is just so priceless.
0: It is. Taz Rajan with Brownwich and Smith. Uh, take care of your money. Your money will take care of you. Um, that's absolutely the way to go. It's great to see you. Uh, we will see you again before Christmas. So this is good. So I will say uh, season's greetings to you. Not Merry Christmas yet. We're,
5: exactly. I will see you again. greetings to you too. This is the shift podcast.
0: How you doing? Really? How are you? It's a question when I get consulted with in my language teaching that I always tell everybody, never ask that question. Not if you want to connect with them, but it's also at the same time, one of the most important questions you can actually ask somebody. Why? Well, because we all understand it as a temperature check, a moment of presence, a second where we go, hey. Hey. I'm acknowledging that you're there, and I care about your well-being. Are you at your best? Now, that's a question, isn't it? Most of us, I'm not quite sure that answer would be, (laughs) yeah, I'm nailing it today. I know it's not for me a lot of days, and this is where a brand new show coming in is awesome for you. It's called At Your Best. Yona Budd is here with us, the host of this. Now, Yona's history is a therapist and study alone. Uh, hosting uh, in and around the media as well, performance coach, all of these things. Yona, I'm not doing it justice um, on all the details. Help everybody understand what your history is.
2: Oh, my gosh. Um, In 12 minutes or less, it's going to be tough to do. No, my my history really is, uh, last 40 years, I've uh, been really focused on helping people get comfortable in their own skin, primarily focused for the first 20-odd years Around mental health and addiction and crisis and people really in a in a difficult way. I'm trained as a social worker and as an addiction counselor and a crisis specialist. Um, and then for the last 20 odd years, on top of that, I've been doing a bunch of performance uh, coaching with uh, executives and athletes and uh, live performers and, and uh, people that that require um, some help in doing their job a little bit better, or doing living their life a little bit better. And that kind of just you know morphed into. Um, The kind of coaching that's sort of therapeutic in terms of helping people get to the best side of themselves really being at their best. And uh, we ended up with a show now that uh, deals with exactly that. So for the last 40 years, I've been helping people just feel better and get better and just come out the other side a little healthier, a little more solid, a little more comfortable in their skin.
0: I love that. Embrace it. Live with it. Love it. You know, experience it and, and strive for more if more is what you want. This is so cool. So, Yona, there's two words in there as the word guy that really get me. I like the your because it's not at my best, right? It's at your best. It's you're giving that gift of, of someone else's perspective to them, which is so important. And then there's the word best. There is no word to me that is more limitless Than the word best because it is relevant. It is appropriate. The spectrum of it is not necessarily even comparison. It is that contrast of it was now it is the question you can ask yourself. Are you at your best? So what does it mean to you?
2: what it means to me personally being at my best means I'm, you know, doing the things that I need to do to be at my best. So uh, nutrition, fitness, good sleep, uh, talk therapy with my own therapist, uh, talking to people, stretching myself. Uh, I try to stretch myself every day. So I think at your best for each person is different and best by itself. You know, since you're a word guy, I don't want to play with it too much because I'll get eaten up here. But um, the 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 concept of best is relevant. Right. So, you know, everybody's talking about the greatest of all time. Everybody wants to be a goat, greatest of all time. And from my perspective, I want to help people be the greatest you of all time. So I look, I work on building guy not goats, because if five people in the room, (laughs) only one, only one can be the greatest of all time. But all of them can be the greatest you of all time.
0: And that's a beautiful way to look at it, too. And um, what used to be a great you might not be the greatest of you today because we change so much over time. And that's got to be a big part of this calculation.
2: Sure. Because, you know, when we're in our early years, you know, great is a different uh, concept than when you're in your thirties, forties, fifties and the things that we look to achieve and what looks like success for us changes as well. And sometimes, you know, it's, it's okay to be okay and that every day doesn't have to be great. And when you're younger, you have a much harder time of understanding that concept as you get a little bit older, you realize that, you know, not every day could be great, uh, but it could be a good day. And I'm going to try to be my best today. And, as far as I'm, you know, as far as, uh, you know, anyone is concerned, it's all relative, it's all relative to where you want to be in that moment. And I know you're a big mindfulness guy. So it's really about being in that moment, seeing the world um, in a mindful way, understanding where you are today. And today's the day that counts and not stretching so much about worrying about how great you're going to be tomorrow, because tomorrow's a new day. So getting through today being the best you can be today with whatever limitations, you know, if you got a cold and a flu, you're not going to be as good today as you were yesterday when you were healthy. But compared to where you might be without being mindful and without, you know, doing the, the kind of thinking and the kind of work around stretching yourself a little bit and being honest and sincere and transparent with yourself and others about your feelings and the things that matter. It's a moving target. I think, Shane, it's a constant moving yeah. target in terms of what best really looks like.
0: There's no finish line, brother.
2: Exactly. I think you Love said it. it well. It's limitless. I think it was a great, a great opener. It, it, you know, best is limited, limitless and it's relative to the individual and circumstances. That's uh, beautiful. Right?
0: Okay, so At Your Best is the show. It's, it's evenings on Saturday night, and I'm going to say that because it is different for every time zone, so check your local channel. It's all across the network. It's going to start at 8 o'clock Pacific, by the way, and then, of course, uh, to 11 o'clock in Eastern Time and everywhere in between. Um, where you took me to, Yona, with At Your Best and this conversation about your new show
2: was Living versus Alive. I love it. So thriving versus surviving, right? Same place. Um, you know, living versus being alive. Alive means you got a heartbeat. Living means you're finding joy. Uh, hopefully that means you're finding joy. And I think mm-hmm. the, you know, the, the big preface for me, I think, when dealing with all of my clients, patients, whomever I'm interacting with, depends on on what we're doing at the time. You know, it's all it's all relative to um, finding that place of joy, comfort, satisfaction not complacency, but satisfaction and being able to do that while being alive and stretching yourself a little bit and maybe risking a touch, um, versus just being alive and, you know, living through the moments without really paying attention. Uh, the way you suggest living versus being alive, it's, it's an actual practice. It's, you know, it's, you're active in the living moment versus Mm -hmm. just being active, being alive and kind of just plodding along. So, um, the show is dedicated to people that Just want to be a little bit better at whatever it is. Uh, Maybe it's better at studying. Maybe it's better at their job. Maybe it's better at just unplugging and learning how to relax and go home and watch TV and chill out. Um, For everyone, it's different. And the stuff we're going to talk about and the strategies that we're going to provide the audience with and the skills that they're going to get every show um, should allow you to take those back and use them in whatever way fits for you. So it's going to be different for you than it might be for me. But at the end of the day, the skills are essentially the same. The strategies are essentially the same. It's really, you know, looking at your life in a way that you want to just improve or change things or get, you know, sometimes being at your best means removing some bad behaviors as mm-hmm. opposed to generating new behaviors. So it's, it's you know, it's, a, it's kind of a spring cleaning that never stops.
0: Well, it's fascinating that you said that because I often say that when we talk about music and, you know, even things inside the show in, in relationships. Sometimes you say if you want to improve your relationships with some people, sometimes you just got to remove some relationships. Um, you want to you, you want to improve your time at work. Sometimes you have to remove your time time at home. And if you want to improve your time at home, maybe you need to remove some time at work. Right. Like. To, to your point, is that it's not necessarily about adding, 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 adding to your life. Sometimes the most exactly. magical things might be a bit yep. of a hippie minimalist look for me, which is fair. You throw that fair ball out there. Um, <laughs> now, if this all sounds a little bit familiar in Southern Ontario, Road to Recovery was a 640 Toronto show. Um, it's same guy. Um, new show, though, and all across the country. So if it sounds a little bit familiar, a bit of a new look. A uh, couple hours long, hey, you're going for the two hours live on the Saturdays?
2: Yeah, lots of coffee. Yeah, wow, hey, eh? good for you. <laughs> well, I mean, it's no comparison to you. I mean, you're the you're the king of long term radio. You know, long long yeah, session radio long but, shows uh, in the middle of the night. And, and you know what? You know, I know you know this, and my my broadcast buddies and peer peer uh, peer folks know this too. You know, when you're into it, the time just flies, and and it I does. love doing this so much, and I'm so excited about with you know to have the opportunity to engage with you Know Canadians across the country and hear from people from different walks of life and share different perspectives. And, um, yeah, I'm just so excited to soak this up and into you know exchange information and ideas, uh, with listeners and uh, people that uh, will engage with us.
0: Well, just so you know, you're technically setting me up for one of my best ofs on the weekends because you're on right before us on Saturday. So uh, this is me working Yoda, to, he's going to knock it out of the park, which is great. Um, you know, there are a couple of things here that you said that really get me. I think that I wanted to just punctuate that I think are really good is that you said about crisis. Crisis is a big word. Um, crisis kind of happens in three ways. Crisis happens in legitimate, you know, oh my God, crisis. And then there's the crisis that I get guilty of, which is manufacturing crisis and creating purpose out of things that really aren't crisis driven. And then there's can be this lack of crisis. Now, all three of those things kind of function and dance together. I just wanted to share, and please correct me, Yona, if I'm wrong, is that this is not necessarily a show only for people who are having a bad week or a bad day and no. you need crisis and you need help at nighttime. This is literally about maybe a little spit and polish on your day, maybe some new ideas in your diet, maybe um, you know some new habits of, hey, by the way, have you considered just looking at your bank account once every couple of weeks just so you feel a little less stressed about your money? Like it's that kind of stuff too. It's not all crisis.
2: No, it's not. Frankly, Shane, it's not crisis really at all. It's the, the whole, you know, the, the you know road to recovery was about crisis and deep, you know, deep mental health issues and addiction and so on. Um, I'm excited to, to to do this show because I can engage with everybody. You know, everybody, whether they're you know three years old or 93 years old, and everybody in between, you know, could stand a, a little motivation or a little coaching or a little at a boy or at a girl uh, or at a person. Um, you know, to be correct. And, you know, that's what we're trying to accomplish here. We're trying to give everybody a little bit of a lift, a boost forward, um, so they have a little something more to, to add the spring to their step, so to speak. So it's we're not really looking at the dark and, and ugly so much these days. Uh, we're trying to look at the at the more bright and uh, future-driven kind of thinking. Uh, and by the way, and you know, to answer the concept about crisis, you know, manufactured crisis is usually... Uh, the part that gets us much more so than actual crisis, because actual crises we can manage our way through. Manufactured crises, it's very difficult because there isn't a solution.
0: How important in in your work and your motivation coaching and all those things does does presence and and acknowledgement really land in that? Because I, I want to acknowledge, you know, the shift heads that listen to this show all across the country. Um, which, by the way, we'll put up all the links at shiftheads.ca. But the reality is, is that you know that presence and, and just uh, you know, Dr. Jody Carrington, my buddy, she always says, "Name it to tame it," and that's inc- incredibly important. Is is that one of the key pieces for you when someone's either looking for a little inspiration, motivation, or just maybe some tools for their day?
2: Yeah, I think I think I'm, I'm a big a big you know um, advocate about visualizing, psychologically visualizing mm-hmm. things in your life, and kind of if you, if you see it, you can get there. You can't see it; it's hard to attain. Ach- hard to attain. So I think the idea of being able to set your your vision, your emotional clock, your 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 psyche, so to speak, um, on on targets that are ideally achievable and that motivate you to move forward. I think you know people that don't have things to work towards. I think find it much harder to work towards things. And mm. you know whether it's you know I get to I get to eat uh, you know a piece of cake on a Saturday night because I'm in the gym all week. So my treat is my piece of cake on a Saturday night or, you know, whatever gifts, treats or awards we give ourselves. I think it's very important to set yourself up for that reward uh, as you enter into the act of being motivated or being stimulated to do something. So I think if you can see it, you can go get it. I think if you can't see it, it's hard to go find it.
0: Yona Bud, host of uh, At Your Best. Okay, time to fess up, buddy. What's your, one of your rewards. Cause there's nothing sweeter than that. You know what? I've set this time aside. This is my time for me. It's my favorite time. Um, pay yourself off. What does that look like for you? What's one of Yona's secret rewards?
2: Um, secret reward for me. Um, I, like I, ha- I usually, it's usually something material. So right now, you know, my, my reward for working hard over the next number of months is my, my wife's turning, uh, having a big birthday. Uh, in June and we we're going to go to Italy. So wow. saving towards Italy, you know, when I was younger, it was saving for a new suit or a pair of shoes or when I could afford it a car, and, you know, it's, so for me, it was something more tangible, but I'm finding as I get older, uh, a reward for me is sometimes just peace and quiet uh, being able to reward myself so I can give myself an hour of self-care without feeling like I'm lacking and dropping people and not doing what I should be doing. Finding the ability to give yourself self-care, uh, the time to really concentrate on you, I think it's frankly the greatest gift you could give yourself.
0: I love that. You know, and this is, as I say this, and it has occurred to me, I realize that this is a place that I got to get to in a way of being versus a reward for me. So you've actually just given me that by this conversation, Great but pleasure. I do that too, that piece of that peace and quiet. I give myself that as a bit of a reward and I will do it with no plan. One of my favorite things to do is the Banff Springs Hotel. You can be a day visitor there. And I will go and I will just walk around from chair to chair to chair and sit until I find it's the right place to sit for now. And then when I'm done, I'm like, I'm kind of like Forrest Gump. I'm like, I think I'm done uh, done running now. And then I get up and I go to the next chair. And I do that as a bit of a reward for myself because I enjoy it. I do thoroughly enjoy it. Uh, but I also give it to myself because it's one of the times that I do it with no expectations. And now that I hear myself say all that, this is where you've inspired me already with your motivation, is that um, I think I'm, that's going to be one of those uh, beautiful visions that I create that I imagine myself being able to, maybe not so simply, but be in as just a way of being through my day. So there you go.
2: So I, yeah, I'm, so I'm glad I was able to stimulate something and, I, you know, you're, you're, clearly very, a very aware kind of person in terms of your own se- yourself, and your psyche. But the people don't understand how difficult it is to take time for yourself. And very few people know how to do it. And then when they do it, they feel guilty about it. Or mm. they're checking their clock. Has it been too long? And I should be doing this. Yep. I should be with the kids. I still feel be- guilty. We all do, right? But that's how we're programmed. So to be able to just treat yourself and be, you know, I tell people that learning how to be a champion, learning how to be a guy out, requires a level of selfishness. And I don't mean stealing food from someone else so that you can eat, but the selfishness, making sure that you count first so that you can help everybody else and be there for everyone else. And that's one of the most difficult things I, I, I work on with my, my clients, my patients. It doesn't matter what, what level of, uh, uh, what level I just got in my ear here, what level of success uh, people are, are, find themselves in, being able to carve out just just 60 minutes, just an hour. For you, just you time. Um, however, whether you're going from chair to chair, for me, it's down by water or mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, sometimes it's it's humor. I'm, I'm, you know, I watch funny stuff sometimes on TV. Um, sometimes I do nothing. Sometimes I just chill close my eyes a little bit. I'm big into breathing and meditation. So, um, you know, that's a a great use of time for me. I'm good for about 15 or 20 minutes of that. And then I've done, I've had enough. uh, So it's very relaxing. But for me, sitting down, you know, because I have ADD such, it's more difficult for me to sit down and do nothing. But I reward myself with that time, because at the end of the day, I feel amazing from it. And it's probably the most, it's the biggest buzz I get from all the things that I may do throughout the day is that time where it's all Yona, you know, and, um, you know, it's difficult to do as we get older and we're getting more involved in, uh, you know, killed kids, grandchildren, whatever you may have in your life, but being able to do that when you can make the time for yourself, you're well on your way to a, to a healthy uh, process of getting the things out of life that you need. Um, some of the things that you want, but what we need is we need time to regroup, rethink, catch our breath. And none of us do enough of that.
0: The best. It's not about comparison. It's all about just the best. That's it. I love the it. For, okay. The best
2: the best for you is different than the best for the guy down the street.
0: And it's so important. Yona Budd is host of a new show at your best Saturday nights. Starts at eight Pacific and then eleven o'clock Eastern everywhere in between. As well, just before the shift is on, uh, congratulations, Yona. the passion that you carry, enthusiasm is another one that I will give you, the enthusiasm, Uh, the passion is contagious, sir. And um, I'm very excited for what you're creating for people here. We try to, on the shift, include the um, community. Which is a lot of that of what you're doing, uh, in in what we do in our show. And so, to have someone who loves it as much as you do, as a full on profession, uh, is very exciting for me and for everybody that listens all across Canada. Uh, congratulations on the new show, sir.
2: Thank you, brother. It's a pleasure meeting you. It's a pleasure talking to you. And hopefully, we'll do it again sometime soon.